It's time to unify and simplify the IT world. We are here to do that one podcast at a time. I'm Steve. I'm McKay. And welcome to the Interchange IT Podcast. Welcome, everybody. We're here at Interchange Madrid at the beautiful Madrid Marriott Auditorium Hotel near the Madrid Airport. Actually, very close to the Madrid airport. Very close. And we are on day one of Interchange Madrid. There are IT professionals from all of Europe here. And we are coming to you from the Interchange event. And it's pretty exciting. So Erica Zod's here. Hi, everyone. So Good to she, be back. I know, she has not been, you have not heard her voice on the podcast in a very long time. So it's great to have her. I think she's very nervous. She's alive. For, for, <laughs> she's very nervous, I think, to be on the podcast this much. But it's going to be a lot of McKay and Erica today. <laughs> well, the people spoke, and they said, less Steve, more Erica. They so did. They did speak. Are. We've received a, a, a glut of emails, tweets. I'm Steve 2.0. <laughs> this is Andrew Ariati. He's joining us Hello. for this episode and this episode alone. Yes, I will not come back. So first thing we wanted to do... And we're going to talk to some IT professionals later in the day. We'll talk to some of our executives. But one thing we wanted to do is have Erica's living in in uh, the UK. She's been over here for how long? Um, almost eight months, I think. So eight months. And we wanted to talk about um, some of her, what she's noticed about American food compared to European food. So let's talk through this a little bit because I'm interested in your feedback because you are an American. Yes. And you have been here for eight months, and you have had the chance to experience a variety of foods. And um, hold on, I just think everyone should know. McKay's wife just walked <laughs> by, handed him a handful of pills, Two. and walked away. <laughs> Not a handful. She Not a handful. And she didn't say anything. No, she literally so. said nothing. We have no idea what these pills are for. <clears throat> They're just ibuprofen. I asked for some this morning, and she Is was it like, orange ibuprofen? ibuprofen. And she was like, <laughs> preemptive. This is old man um, ibuprofen. I need some ibuprofen here. I feel verklempt. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right, so let's go through here. So, generally, I want your take on American food versus European food, Erica. Okay, well, I'm going to take English food, not necessarily European food. All right, good. Way to have a caveat. Yes. Um, so I live right outside of London, and as one might imagine, London has everything, um, any type of food you could imagine, and the best food in the world as well. Oh, so, best food in the world. Yes, I Boom, love that. Boom, statement from the America best. right off the top here. Well, because it's fun. I mean, I'm from Salt Lake City where there's... A, Mostly just a white lot of Mexican variety food, of everything. But, and Italian, but not as many options right whereas yeah. you can go anywhere in london and get filipino food or you've traveled Thai around food. you've traveled around though like would you compare london how would you compare it to like san francisco or new york food um, or are they just it's a big city so it's kind of it's a big city so it has stuff. everything but i think london especially is such a melting pot right it has people from truly everywhere yeah. all over the world probably only comparable to new york city in the in the breadth. Exactly. So. And depth. It's a great word. Thank you. But for me specifically, my favorite part about eating in London is the amount of Persian food there. Because oh. I'm Persian. Ooh. And Utah occasionally will have one Persian restaurant every few years and then go out of business. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> then like, it's really good. And then you it's go so and it's repeat. like, oh, now it's a Denny's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Denny's. So, but then in London, there are. I couldn't eat at all the Persian restaurants. There were so many. 
So that's been that's one of cool. my favorite parts. Uh, eat the food of my people. So, so the so the London so the variety within London itself is great. It's significant. And that's just London in general, not just food, right? That's things to do. Sure, it's just a experience. gigantic city. Right. Yeah. With a queen. <laughs> With a queen. Yeah. Who did her first post on Instagram? I saw last that. Week. What? Did you see you think that? she actually wrote that? Like, what's the percentage of chance she actually wrote that? Probably My zero. My guess is that someone wrote it for her, and she she pushed, pushed submit. Yeah, submit. Yeah. There's a zero percent chance she typed it out on her. Right. What did it say? So the Queen was at the Museum of Science in London, and she posted a, a picture of a letter that Prince Albert, a few generations ago, posted, and it's her grandpa, right? So it's wow. it's family history for her. And she posted a picture of it on Instagram about how exciting it was for her to see and to visit the Science Museum. Wow. Interesting. What, uh, what is her Instagram account? I think it's like the, a royal family account, maybe. Hmm. It would be cool if she had her own account. It would be cool. <laughs> All right, let's get to the food. So, um, so London variety. London great. massive variety. And but if then we're talking... British yeah, or let's English talk British. food. Are you going to offend your new British friends here? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> She's fine with that. So this is like food that you're going to get in a pub, generally, is, mm. or maybe a Sunday roast, which also would be in a pub, generally. So A Sunday food. roast? Yes. What does that mean? So Sunday roasts served in pubs only on Sundays, and it's like turkey. Naturally. Stuffing. <laughs> stuffing is really different from the stuffing we're used to. It's like little balls, and there's less bread in it. Hmm. It's, yeah, that's, I guess, the best way to describe it. It's weird. So it's more like onions and spices and stuff? Kind of. And then something's sticking it together. I'm not so sure So this is served in pubs on Sundays? Yes. I didn't know this. And British people love Sunday roast. And there's Yorkshire pudding, which you put gravy inside. It's kind of like a, a roll. It sounds based, based on your facial expression, I don't think you'd like these things. Here's the thing. Everything is fine, and you eat it and you think, okay, like this will sustain me until my next meal. <laughs> but you don't think, wow, I, I want Can't another to eat bite this again. really bad. So do you, what do you miss the most? What is the U.S. food that you're like, okay, I miss this, and it's just impossible to get here? So many. I miss really good Mexican food. That's pretty hard to find. Mm. I miss... Fried mozzarella sticks. I, I miss. Wouldn't, that's an interesting it's choice. Random. I don't. I'm, I live in the U.S. and I don't miss fried mozzarella <laughs> sticks. Those are one of my favorite foods. I really miss those. I All miss right. goldfish so crackers. So what kind of Mexican food? Like, are we talking like the street taco type food? Are we talking the Cafe Rio Enchiladas. or all of the above? All of the above. Just anything that's a Mexican food. Right. Because so you'll have Mexican places, and then in London you you will have some better ones, but. Everything else is just so gross and not real. So, miss Mexican quite a bit. So, are there, do they, but here's the question Do people over here think it's real? Like, do they go and they're like, oh, this is good Mexican yeah, food? Probably. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, no, it's not actually. Right. And even in Utah, we didn't have a ton of options for great Mexican food. But there's Lone Star Taqueria, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And I miss their, their stuff quite a bit. Anyway, but yeah, so I just would say the food in general is less fatty, less cheesy, so... Mm, love those uh, two things. That's one thing Americans are good less at. Less greasy, generally. Fatty, cheesy, greasy. Do, do you feel like your palate has changed since you've been over here? I c- can't drink as much soda. That's, that's one thing. That's unfortunate. I know, because you would never get more than 12 ounces of soda at a time. Oh. In that's England. one gulp for me. Yeah, so I can't drink as much soda, which is good. I'm glad. 
I... In related news, her risk of heart disease has dropped dramatically, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> it's just interesting because, so here in, uh, here in Spain, one of the things they're known for is the churros with the hot chocolate, which is really just melted chocolate, right? Right. And it's a cup of chocolate, and you dip your churros in it. So we go to, we went to a place called San, Je- San Gines or something. It's supposed to be pretty famous, been around since the 1800s. And Doug's like, you have to go here. And so I'm like, took my wife, and I said, let's go. Let's try it. So she took a few bites, and she's like, this is not great. The churros are not the churros like you'd have at Disneyland. Like the crunchy outsides yeah, that, that are just bathed in cinnamon. Yeah. So not a lot of sugar. They're kind of just basically just the churro. They're just the actual dough. Yeah. And the chocolate she was not impressed with either. Well, so this is ironic because last year at Interchange in Dallas, one of our big gripes with the conference was the churros. Yeah, that was a big gripe because they were just they were disgusting. Well, and then <laughs> I had a churro here at the hotel yesterday during the snack break. How did you feel? I wasn't impressed. Okay. Really? Yeah, There's exactly. no sugar or cinnamon on the outside. It's just a piece of fried dough that you dip in chocolate. So I told Doug this, her review, and Doug's response was, hey, you need to be here for a week, adjust your palate, and then you'll actually like it. Okay. <laughs> so I don't, I don't so know if that's... you just drop your standards. You dr- I, I think that's what's <laughs> happened to me in England. Maybe. I, at first... I lost like 20 pounds when I moved there because I just had no interest in eating, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> That's the food one just way. Wasn't that <laughs> no much. interest in eating. <laughs> and then I like I finally like learned to accept foods that I originally found. Sounds like a great great diet plan. Yeah. So I th- so before I started coming over here, we you know a fair bit. You would hear about people rag on British food, and I always thought it was overblown because it's like, oh how I mean it's food. Right? Like, you can always cook it in good stuff and put spices on it. But then if you do actually go to, like, a legit British restaurant that actually serves British food, it is really bland. Like, it's, it's, there's not much flavor associated with it. And that it's, it's a very true thing. Like, it's not right. just this fake stereotype. Well, so, it's like, the go-to meals, fish and chips, which everyone knows, and that's, I mean, usually but, unsalted fries. And, that's, yeah. And but, again, if you go fish. to, like, if you go to a U.S. restaurant... You'll get fish and chips, and it's just going to taste mm-hmm. more yep. vibrant. More butter, more spices. Yeah, that's right. right. And then there's also bangers and mash is another really big one, which is sausage and potato. Mm. I've had that before. It's fine. fine. McKay likes sausage. I would put a lot more butter in my potatoes. and like, Sure. You would just like it's like a I would Americanize it. Which, I mean, <laughs> fundamentally is why we're so much fatter. We are fatter. Else. We're just gigantic people. But it's so good. But, so one thing, outside of eating actual British food, one thing that does help you be a lot healthier in the UK is a lot of people do their grocery shopping every day or every other day because you take what you can carry. Most people don't drive. They take the train. So you eat a lot of fresh ingredients, right? And you don't waste as much food because you just buy what you're going to eat that day. It's It's a lot more, like, sustainable and less ridiculous in a lot of ways. And I actually do quite like that. I was worried at first that I was going to... I don't know. I'm used to going to Costco. And, I was going to say, and, they don't have Costco's yeah, here. Yeah, like filling up my truck. <laughs> so you can't and, spend yeah. several hundred dollars on food. Right. Whereas bulk. now, I it's rare that I go to the grocery store and spend more than 20 quid, but... 20 what? 20 pounds. Okay. Yeah. 
quid. I know. Look at me. Did you, did you hear that? that? Was very fa- I think she did that just to be fancy. I think she did. She's like, I'm going to throw <laughs> Should this. Should I just throw bomb? in some British phrases? <laughs> yeah, throughout. It was what just to be just fancy. Say? That's the only reason she did it. Um, okay, so I, I totally see that, and that makes a lot of sense because you you would inherently eat more healthy if you didn't go to Costco and buy a 12 gallon drum of mayo (laughs) (laughs) well and then also you're walking around so much more i used to live within a 15 minute walk of a grocery store when i lived in salt lake in two years of living there i never walked there once right yeah but you do here and now if something's within a 30 minute walk i'm like oh easy quick like quick trip that's Mm. interesting so what is the thing then that um and we talked about this a little bit before but you were saying that if someone from Europe would go into like American grocery stores, like in Utah we have Harmons or Smiths all over the U.S. You've got Safeway or Kroger or all these other different grocery stores that they are just universally floored by like the variety and the size and the, the scope size. and how much food there is in the actual supermarket. Right. So the size is one thing, um, but yeah, also just they generally would not be pleased with the chocolate. Um, most British people say Hershey's tastes like soap. Mm. You agree with so, that? I think Hershey's isn't as good as Cadbury, which is what you get in the UK. Um, oh, Cat- or the UK also has chocolate oranges year-round. Oh, so, instead of just two months yeah. before Christmas? And they weeks. also have them in, in little bags, like separated already, which is really nice because if you're eating a chocolate orange... You can look down and see, oh, I've eaten half a chocolate orange, I need to stop. Or I've but eaten eight chocolate oranges. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in if it's in case. a bag, though, you just snack all day and then eat the equivalent of two chocolate oranges <laughs> and feel great about it. <laughs> and feel great and about delicious. it. Uh, and I have no regrets at all. Oh, they're also really shocked by our Easter traditions. Um, so we have chocolate bunnies, generally. Yeah, we do. Full... Mm. Huge. Solid, huge a chocolate bunnies. They also do in England, in addition to those chocolate bunnies, chocolate eggs. Oh. And those eggs are filled with candy bars. So the egg is made of chocolate and then filled with more chocolate. Are the ch- candy bars in wrappers? Yeah. So there's a chocolate egg so you, that is hollow. You yes. break it and eat it. And it's has... massive, like bigger than your head. Or my head. Why would you say that? That's why I added my head really quick after. I mean, my head. Uh, Both of our heads. Just mine. Not yours. Your head's fine. (laughs) It's normal human head. (laughs) But then they have them in every flavor. Every candy bar has their own version. So there's a a chocolate orange egg filled with chocolate Chocolate orange segments. Wow. And I don't know how I feel about that. I feel... I, I want to see it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like you break it and you just eat the pieces of the out, outer shell. Mm-hmm. And then inside of it, there's candy, actual candy bars and wrappers. Yes. All right. Mm. I feel like you and I are having a very difficult time wrapping our heads around this, Andrew. <laughs> I'll pick you up some and, and send it back over so you can experience How much does it weigh? Is it pretty mm-hmm. big? I'm not sure I haven't weighed it. But. And, and you were saying, too, that there's actually it, there's a reason that British... And I would actually agree. I think European chocolate does taste better oh. than U.S. chocolate. Big time, yeah. But I do... Th- so you were saying there's like a standard or something? Yeah, so it's like eat, a percentage of rat yeah. poop that's allowed in the chocolate? <laughs> exactly. Rat poison. It's higher here, which is rat weird. poison. <laughs> so the EU has standards for how much cocoa should be in chocolate, and it's higher in the EU than it is in the U.S., but then Switzerland and Belgium have even higher standards than the EU standards. So that's why your Swiss chocolate and Belgium. Mm. Flemish chocolate? Belgian? Flemish? Belgish? Is that, is that another word? Flemish, I think. Belgian. 
Belgian chocolate yeah. is so much better. Flemish is not. Flemish is the equivalent of Belgian. Is it really? So I want to be on the team that tests this chocolate to make sure it's like within the standards. Like, how can I get that job? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because how, how do you standardize something like chocolate? Right. Like, it's it's amazing. So oh, so chocolate you would say is better here. I would absolutely, agree with you. 100%. Absolutely. Cadbury is really nice, and it's better than Cadbury in in the U.S. Yeah. as well. So. You don't drink as much soda, you were saying. No, drink more coffee. I'm exposed to much more secondhand smoke. Yeah, so your <laughs> so rates of lung the, cancer the are much higher. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that, point. Much more secondhand smoke. Um, and then you were saying the biscuits that they, some of the cookies and biscuits, which they thought were really going to be good. You were like, ah. so I'd say the biscuits have the biggest variety. So you have some of the worst. So what's a, what is a that, biscuit? That's a good point. Because a biscuit in my mind is like a flaky biscuits gravy. Yeah, you, it's like a flaky biscuit that you'd yeah. put. It's like a sausage egg. Biscuit at McDonald's. And you're right. It's like a roll. But because I live in England, I have to kind of play ball. So biscuits are cookies. Cookies, yeah. Crackers, cookies, crackers. Yeah, it's. I'd say the closest thing we have to a biscuit equivalent is a graham cracker. That's not a biscuit, Um, that's a cookie. (laughs) (laughs) No, like, so a biscuit in in the UK. The closest equivalent in the U.S. is a graham cracker. Sure, but do they have? Let's we'll go. We'll get to that. But do they have the, what we would call biscuits in the U.S. and the U.K.? I think they would probably call them Yorkshire puddings. What? But the, a Yorkshire <laughs> the pudding is like if face. you were to cross maybe a Navajo. nothing makes sense anymore. I'm so confused. I'd say if you cross a Navajo flatbread, like all the, right, a with stone a, with a. a Roll. A ro- like if those <laughs> two a had a baby yeah. <laughs> in a hastily performed wedding, <laughs> then, all right, okay, so keep going. Biscuits. Uh, yeah, so biscuits, you've got the biggest variety. Some of them are just rubbish. Rubbish. Others are way better than any treats we have in America. Like what? So okay, no, wait, you just made quite a statement. <laughs> I know. but So biscuits, obsessed with biscuits. British people love like these yep. cookies, right? So I think the best one is chocolate hobnobs. That, that, that's my favorite too. Yeah, it's like kind of an oaty. Okay, cookie. I've had those. Yeah. Yeah, that's dipped in chocolate, and then digestives are really popular. They in remind the US. me of Girl People Scout have... cookies, by the way. Oh. Yeah, kind of. They're like those good. Girl Scout cookies. I'm not sure which Girl Scout cookie you're talking about. They're the ones that there are people are obsessed with. I don't know what they're called either, but they're just like people could hammer a whole box of those things easily. Mm-hmm. And so then there are digestives, which are really popular, which are not something to help you get Di- things your through your system. system yeah. yeah, digestives are very different. You mentioned the handful of pills. <laughs> Those were digestives. <laughs> oh, that's a different deal. McKay's going to have to take a break here different for a Different deal. All right, so those are good. Those are good. Um, what is the one you tried that you, they thought were good and you did not? Like the ones that it basically were jelly-filled Wagon chocolate? wheels. So the, I think the worst ones are wagon wheels, which are... And they are, like them. Yeah, two graham crackers stuffed with a marshmallow in between, oh. and that marshmallow is stuffed with jam. That sounds and disgusting. And then that whole thing is dipped yeah. in chocolate. Yeah, no thanks. So I just I don't understand why it needs to exist. Like you can't make that shit up. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, just got too much going it's on. It's so weird. I feel like you can make that at home too. Like you could actually like make it at home. And Maybe, I, I I think that's what, like what a five year old would make if he's like playing <laughs> kitchen or something. It's right? like putting jam on a s'more that you'd have back in the U.S. Right. Graham cracker, chocolate, marshmallow with jam. That sounds kind of gross. No, thanks. Um, What do they think of Oreos and like Keebler cookies here? They like Oreos. They like Keebler cookies. The closest equivalent they have to that is called a Maryland. Um, 
but then there's also so another one that I thought was just terrible was a Gary Baldwin cookie. These names are so weird. Gary Baldwin. Mary when they Land. said that, I literally I was like, isn't that some guy in sales? <laughs> it sounds like someone's name. It sounds like Andy Baldwin. Yeah, that's his brother. <laughs> he's he's his no longer with us. Derelict brother. So those are imagine like a a pita bread that's slightly sweet and has raisins in it and then it's dried it's been sitting out for a while raisins mm. they call them squashed fly biscuits for fun <laughs> that sounds gross like They're legitimately awful. gross um, so another one that i thought was pretty bad was a rich tea biscuit which just it honestly looks like a little circle of plywood it sounds like a little circle of plywood when you tap it against the table <laughs> And like are these, are these rice cakes that we get like in the like US. Almost like a rice cake. Because we have random crap like that, but it's not like a cultural thing. It's mm-hmm. not a cookie. It's not what we would call it. It's a like, dessert. oh, I need to lose twenty pounds. I think I'll have some rice cakes. Or when you get older, and it's like it just for whatever reason you've been eating it for thirty years, you just eat it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so this is called what? A rich tea classic. These names are so funny. And that one, people like. So I was talking to someone in marketing, and she says it's only good if you spread butter on top and add jam. But I'm saying if you have to bring your own butter yeah. to if your biscuit, it's not right. there's right. something fundamentally wrong with yeah, that yeah. cookie. Like with Oreos, let's just be clear. You don't have to add anything. Just right? milk. Yeah, well, you could. But like same thing with Doritos. Oh. You don't need to add anything. Just give me the bag. Just crush <laughs> that bag of Doritos and put in it my in mouth. my mouth. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, that is all. <laughs> So, okay, I'm going to go through some American foods, and you tell me if British people like them. Ready? Okay. This is going to be a fun game. Cooler Ranch Doritos. I don't know if they've ever had I don't had think them. they have. Okay, Do this is something Doritos? that you could actually change, like, the yeah. world. Like, you could be they the ambassador. regular Doritos, <laughs> but with their crisps, or what they call chips, Yeah. Um, they have crazy flavors in the UK. Okay. So they really like quirky funky flavors so uh, shrimp flavored chips oh. are really popular I've heard like tomato flavoring tomato basil yeah. you'll see a lot um, but what, the, what about like sour cream and onion or like the standard that we have in the US you see those occasionally but not as much the main one you see is grilled prawn which is basically a shrimp that sounds cooked. disgusting yeah they have barbecue which is pretty standard um, salt and pepper ones are really good um, I've heard of earwax flavor is great mm-hmm that's um, my favorite. All right, so Cooler Ranch, you don't know. I feel like you could actually build some bridges with I that. I actually think I'm not going to know a lot of these because I can't speak for the whole nation of the UK. Yeah, I feel like you can, we can try. Cooler Ranch Doritos, you don't know. What about what we would call biscuits, which is like some good butter on They'd it. They like that. Although warm. they don't like oh. how we have our butter whipped. They, they like it harder, right? Yeah. Really? So you couldn't do like a whipped honey butter. So delicious. It is. They well, probably want to put clotted cream and jam on it though, because it's quite like a scone. I feel like if someone has to use the word clotted before a food they eat, that is a food I do not want. <laughs> like you know, what about yogurt? So I people I, like yogurt there. Is it like yoplait or is it like the um, Greek it's stuff? It's mostly Greek yogurt I see, but I think all types. See, but this is something I've got just against like most people right now. Is I feel like Greek yogurt has become this thing. Like, we have all convinced ourselves that we like it, even though it's vile, and it tastes like chalk. Some of it's not It tastes like bad. chalk and paint thinner had a baby. <laughs> Some of it's not that bad. Chalk, Greek yogurt is I, that I bad. do like Do you get Greek it with yogurt. the flavors in it, though? Well, if you, again, it goes to your point. If you have to have flavors in it, it's not good. Well, 
plain yogurt. Like not even vanilla. Who eats, not who that eats good that? Either. Who eats that? I, I don't eat plain. I'll have so like they have in the hotel. They have some with the jam, the bottom layer, and you stir it. Throw some granola in there. Oh, it's delicious. Um, I know. Okay, speaking really quick about the breakfast buffet at Interchange Madrid, where we are right now. <laughs> yeah, which you wouldn't know um, based on our discussion. I'm going to bet, though, that this is like our most listened to episode ever. <laughs> we, we had Amer- three Americans talk about British food. <laughs> so there's an omelet bar at this mm. breakfast buffet, and this omelet bar is... You said it's extensive. Very good. And they don't just have your ham, cheese, and the peppers. Because usually in an omelet bar, you're seeing cheese, you're seeing mm-hmm. ham, you're seeing maybe some mushrooms, Might see maybe some, some like peppers. spinach, perhaps some tomatoes. But this that's one about has it. Like a variety of olives and asparagus and, and like your bougie vegetables, right? And Cooler Ranch Doritos, which is weird. Yeah, you just crush them on the top. <laughs> oh, really man. Nice. Very crunchy. So it had me thinking this morning when I was eating my incredible omelet. If I won the lottery, obviously I'm going to go and do the fun things like buy a big house and, and invest and all the responsible stuff too. <clears throat> but then one just like crazy, excessive, ridiculous thing I do I think I'd hire like an, an omelet, omelet chef and an omelet, omelet chef, chef in my home every morning unlimited ingredients this is actually a really good idea I would love that it would nothing would spark more joy in my life than to wake up to a fresh delicious omelet I don't have to make every morning <laughs> with some random dude with a chef's hat on in your kitchen exactly doesn't who, speak English who doesn't speak a word of English but he knows what I like and he, he's, he pops that asparagus right in and it's great I think this sounds like a great idea. <laughs> so I'm wondering with you two, what excessive <coughs> If thing you won the lottery, you Andrew. Yeah. See, in addition, but you guys, like, I know that if you guys won the lottery, like, you would still work because of your boss. Like, you would be like, oh, we've got to make sure. Yeah. Are you saying that we like our jobs and our boss enough to work if we were Yeah, yeah, I think that's for sure. Like, wow. it just goes without saying. So you don't even need to say that. Okay. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> So, on top of the omelet, omelet chef, because I think that's a good idea, I'd love to have, like, a crepe station with someone to make them. If you've ever made crepes before... It's hard. It's, it's difficult. It is. It's making difficult. crepes is hard. And, like, I've done them with my... It's crepey. <laughs> it's, it's pretty crepey. So, are you going to have the omelet chef making the crepes, too, or do you want a No, separate... it's got to be a separate station. Okay. It's a different food Because item. here's the thing. I've made them before, and it's a pain. You end up with, like, maybe ten crepes, and you've, like, your kitchen's a disaster... Flour everywhere. It smells. Some of them are clumpy. Yeah, I can see this. But having all the ingredients all cut out because you got to cut strawberries and whipped cream and all that stuff. In order to have a really really good one, you need a lot of really good ingredients. What's on your ideal crepe? So for me, I love the strawberries and the whipped cream, but Nutella would be amazing. So bringing this back to British food, we had Pancake Day in the office. Um, They put a lot of Nutella on it, right? It's always on uh, Mardi Gras or the day Fat before Tuesday. Lent. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they call their pancakes pancakes, but they're crepes. Uh, they're really thin. Mm-hmm. And their go-to <clears throat> topping is lemon and sugar. They usually squeeze a lemon so on top confused. of their crepe and then like a sprinkle sugar. And Does that's it taste like a dessert? Topping. Like a lemon dessert? Uh, it was actually pretty good. It's a little sour and... But... Because it's lemon? Yeah. I don't know. It was... Weird. I've never had anything quite like it. So one thing I've always wondered whenever I've come over specifically to the UK is, like, if someone opened up a restaurant and served, like, what we call pancakes or what we call bacon, which our bacon, let's just be very clear, is better, and there's that's an objective fact. Like, it's not a subjective I, opinion. I have this fight constantly. No, our, our, it's, yeah. it's a... Sue would agree, 
by the way. Yeah, Sue would agree. Does. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sue she loves American breakfast. Yeah, they come to Denny's and IHOP whenever they come over. But so it, that's a fact. Like it's not even up for. There's no question. I'll I'll, get, I'll have a discussion about cookies. I don't really care. Bacon is where I draw the line. <laughs> um, anyway, what if someone came over here and opened a Denny's, and it served American breakfast with American pancakes, hash browns, eggs, bacon, the whole thing? Would people go? I think so. I, I especially in London, you'd be fine. But I think people would go in general because it is just a superior breakfast. It is. Let's be clear. The be- <laughs> breakfast is not even. Well, because English breakfast. Oh. It's so gross. <laughs> Gosh. You're going to lose it's, all the friends you've made. You are. They're going to ship you out. This weird, like, thick piece of bacon. It's nothing like thick-cut bacon. Yeah, I don't even know how to it's describe like, it. Ham. It's, it's ham. It's ham. Yeah. It's overcooked ham. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Andrew's very clear on what it is. It's ham. Just to be clear, it's ham. It's ham. It's ham. <laughs> and then a piece of toast smothered in baked beans. Yeah, that sounds delicious. Which the toast then turns into this just, like... It just Soggy. sucks it up. You can wave it in the air and it would move Flap. about, flap in the wind. <laughs> Ugh. It's just, it doesn't have anything that you want in a breakfast on that plate. You want proper bacon, you want eggs, you want pancakes. Fluffy pancakes. That's I want some hash browns that are bathed in butter. Mm-hmm. Just like slathered. Speaking of the buffet, they actually have a pancake station here, if you saw it. Was it crepes or pancakes? It's pancakes. You mm. push... <laughs> And yesterday, I walk up to it, and I'm like, what is this? And another guy, I don't, I don't know where he was from, but he walked up to it, and he's like, oh, yeah, you push the button for two pancakes. And uh, it actually has, like, a little window so you can see. You push the buttons, and it, and it shoots down the batter and spits out pancakes. Like American pancakes? Yeah, but they were probably maybe three inches in diameter. They were little, they were little bitty fellows. just not thick enough. But the funniest part was the guy kept pressing the button. We had, had eight pancakes on the way. And the chef comes around, he's like, do you want eight pancakes? And we're like, oh, no, we don't know what... Anyway, he started, like, canceling and stuff. And then, anyway, so I took two, but they were, like, they were like nothing. So you're like, like, actually, I, I would like eight. I was like, I want an actual full pancake here, so give me three. Anyway, so I, I pressed it again. We ended up with just enough pancakes. I think we did three each. Um, but they were not... They're not my mom's blueberry fluffy pancakes. So I was not, Disappointed. not impressed. So you do a crepe station if you won the lottery. You would do an omelet maker, like a man making you omelets. And what would you do? Um, I would probably do some sort of a, like a meat bar. So like... We really stuck to a theme. <laughs> I would honestly have like a dude who was cutting me like fresh Oh, meat. like a prime rib station? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a prime rib station or like <laughs> a meat he's cutting bar. full turkey. He's cutting like... I just walk in or whenever and there's have, fresh like, a Brazilian meat. A Trosca yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, like in I could deal home. with that. Like that's fine. <laughs> and he just walks around with the sticks cutting yeah. me. And in whatever room I'm in, like he doesn't wait for me to be in the kitchen. <laughs> he just finds me. Like if I'm, I could be in the bath, and he could walk in and be like, "Sir, would you like some, some uh, chicken wrapped in bacon?" And I'd say, "Absolutely." And he'd give it. He'd put it in my mouth. In the bath. In the bath. I feel like mine is. It suddenly got much weirder than both of <laughs> it yours. A weird. But here's a, so we're. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. So does your guy just, does he live at the property? Um, yeah, sure. Like a live-in nanny, a live-in omelet maker. <laughs> Where does he go when he's not making you omelets, like well, physically? He, he can have like a, a night job or go with his family, you know? But what hours would you require him to be there? Is he on call? Only in or is it just like between 7 and 10? Yeah, 7 to 10. Just like, but what if you decide you don't want an omelet that day? Is he just out of luck? 
You I just got to pack it up I and go home. I would never get sick of omelets in the morning. Oh, I think you would. That's the, my favorite No, 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 breakfast. wait. Wait, let's... You, you probably totally would get sick of it. Because you can switch it up. Every day. Every day. Would I he, don't Would he that. be kind of a stand-in therapist, too, that you could, like, talk to and just be like, hey, let's talk about this thing that happened. I could see this is the start <laughs> of a romantic comedy, is what this is the start of. Same thing with me and my... Me. <laughs> <laughs> it turns into a very weird scenario. All right. Well, Yours on that sounds note. creepy, Eric. Cause sounds like a good movie. Eric just sounds like a good movie. <laughs> Meet the omelet maker. I could. It's totally J Lo plays you. Um, that's wow. so flattering. Who plays wow. the omelet maker? Uh, Orlando Bloom. <laughs> that was a very quick answer. <laughs> that was a quick answer. Imagine um, is he still his like curly hair with like the little. Chef you didn't hat? hear in his he, that he died. He didn't die. He Orlando? just got engaged to Katy Perry. <laughs> All right. Anything to add? Any other things to add about British or European food? Um, well, everyone knows about hobnobs and digestives, but if you want to try some really good biscuits that are we don't really know about, gold bars are really nice. Hmm. They're kind of like the Hershey's cookies and cream bars, but if those cookies were vanilla and not Ooh. chocolate, um, those are really good. I'm, ex- I'm sorry. I'm trying to picture this. Explain more. So it's milk chocolate with... White chocolate. White chocolate. With... So it's like really creamy and with vanilla cookie cu- kind of cut up inside. Hmm. Really good. Uh, penguin bars are fun because they have a penguin-themed joke on the wrapper. So it's like a Laffy Taffy, but more niche. I love right. penguin jokes. Okay. Um, so that's fun. And penguins are good. And then Nice or Nice Biscuits. I'm not sure how to say it. Those are really good. Those are like coconut shortbread cookies. I think I've had those before. Yeah. So I'll send a box over so y'all can test everything in the South Jordan office. Please do. And I, I actually think this, we should talk to our CMO about this because this would actually kind of be a fun interchange or a SKO activity next year of like bring a bunch of American cookies and have Europeans try them. Ooh. And have a bunch of European cookies and have Americans try them and have some sort of a test. Or even if every country brought one food for the other one to try one dessert or, you know. This go is good. Yeah. I feel like this could be a good team building event and activity. So I feel. All right. Well, Erica, this was really great. It's so great, great to be back on the podcast and back with the team. It's, we miss Steve. We do. We we struggled to get set up this morning with all the cu- with all the stuff. But I was here to figure it out. Andrew helped, Steve which is 2.0. why he has the only a microphone reason I now. <laughs> um, Eric, anything, Dad? Uh, just stay tuned for the episodes from Madrid. We're gonna we're gonna have some awesome experts that we talk to, and hopefully, you like the apps. Yeah, we're we're gonna try to talk to most of the members of our executive team, our CEO. We're gonna try to grab our product experts, as well as some clients and partners. So. Everybody, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. The Interchange IT Podcast is brought to you by Avanti, a software company that helps you succeed in every aspect of your job, including operational IT security, asset management, service management, and supply chain management. Find out more at Avanti.com.